I V M. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Ask Meta, the spin-off series from Getting Meta, my podcast where I interview some very very smart people about their ways of thinking, mental models, habits, etc, 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 etc. Of course you know the drill because well, you're here. So welcome, this is a sub-series of the podcast where I try to answer your questions. Basis all those interviews that I've done and basis some experience of my own. Just to be clear, my experience is more of getting things wrong than getting things right. But hey, hopefully that will help uh, somebody out. So let's get right into this. The way this works is I ask people to send me a voice note or just a text message or something like that on Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever is comfortable with them. And then I try to answer those questions on this uh, on this segment called Ask Meta. All right, so we have four interesting voice notes that have come in today. Let's start off with the first one. The first one was actually sent in by the last guest that I had on the show, which is Srini. Hi, Srini. Good to hear from you. And for those of you who haven't heard that episode, please do go back. It's one of my favorites from the series. Srini is a gem of a chap, and I was thrilled to actually get a question from him. But yes, let us check out what Srini has to ask me. Hi, Chuck. Uh, what are the websites or uh, platforms where... freelancers in india can find gigs and projects that will be very helpful thank you hey sri so thanks for that um so there are a few websites like freelancer upwork and things like that uh, which will allow you to find work but for me uh the platform that's worked the most is actually twitter and i've actually seen a lot of people ask uh, around for uh, freelancers in a particular space now i might be biased because i come from the space of marketing content etc but i have seen so many people especially from young companies or you know companies just looking to hire temporary talent for a while uh, having all kinds of requests again uh, especially in the content marketing space so i'd say twitter is actually one of the best platforms right now to look for freelance work as well as look in both sides right both supply and demand i think it would be a great place to ch- check it out just a matter of um, either putting yourself out there or it's a matter of uh, searching through certain uh, keywords like looking to hire or you know make sure like what are geographical restrictions like india mumbai etc are put in place but i think that should be a good platform my guess is linkedin might also work out quite well uh, i think it's it's important to have some kind of destination where uh, you can lead people back to right now this could be a twitter thread just saying what all you have done or what all you can do or it could be a website or a portfolio that's uploaded somewhere and you share the link whatever the case may be uh, i think it's important to have that in place rather than just randomly dm a person make their job of selecting you easier don't just say hey i have the skills that you're looking for let's talk on dm right dm them already and say hey i've done work in this space specifically i think i'll be able to help you out etc etc whenever somebody is asking for freelance work is likely that they are going to be inundated with a lot of people and a lot of people do not take that step of making their selection easier so make your selection easier by having everything that you've done before or at least relevant to this particular client stand out in some way and i think you should be able to get going and then once you have your first client and then it's just a matter of uh, you know, building on from there i uh, 
got my first few clients after putting out a few posts on LinkedIn and Twitter and of course Facebook as well leveraging on my own friends and B-School network etc and once I got my first set of clients I honestly just went on from there uh, it's been a decent ride since then so yes I hope this answer helps I think Twitter is an extremely underrated platform in that sense but I would also urge people to check out the other platforms that I spoke about and for some specific professions and for some specific skills things might be different for example a graphic designer friend once told me that Instagram is a great platform to get such kind of work because they use certain kinds of hashtags Uh, Similarly, if I was a graphic designer, I would probably use a platform like 99designs or something like that to try and get some amount of work in as well. Uh, I think everyone should try out all these platforms uh, or, uh, you know, as many platforms, see which model works best. Like I know the uh, the 99design and Fiverr kind of model is more geared towards a certain kind of work, right, which tends to be a little impersonal, which tends to be quick uh, and all that. On the other hand, some of you might be more comfortable building relationships and things like that over a period of time. So I think it's just a matter of trying out various things and seeing what works for you. Hope that helps, Srini. Thanks once again for asking the question and more importantly, appearing on the show. Let's move on to the next question. It comes to us from Priyanshi. Hi, Deepak. Thank you so much uh, for the podcast. Uh, like you asked, I will, how do you start your freelancing journey and how do you get your first client? And what can you do to amplify this clientele? I a follow-up question though. So the problem I'm initially facing is that I'm not getting my first client. Like I understand that, you know, getting the first client would create a ripple effect or create some kind of recommendations. But I'm finding it really hard to crack my uh, first client. Hey Priyanshi, thanks for the question. Uh, kind of similar to what Srini had asked right before you. And yeah, you're right. Getting a first client is always a challenge, right? I mean, you can go to the usual places like I told Srini, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, if you're a designer, then check out uh, 99D, uh designs and all that. But I think more than that, I think it's important to have a few basics in place. One, make sure you have your portfolio or a destination somewhere set up where you can make your selection easier, like I said, in a response to the first a question on the show. The second thing that I would say is when you're approaching a client or a potential client, rather be specific, right? Don't just say, I don't know what space you work in, but suppose you're a designer. Don't approach uh, your, a potential or a dream client and say, hey, I'm a designer. If you ever need design help, then let me know, right? Uh, make your own selection easier for them. Uh, and by that, what I mean is be specific with respect to what you can offer or say that I have ex- amount of experience in this space. For example, if you're approaching a client for, say, menu design, or I don't know why I picked that. It just randomly came to mind. But then say that, hey, okay, I've done work in this kind of space before. I've had restaurant clients before. I've worked with one, two, three, four people before. You can see my work over here. Make sure it's relevant to that person, what their goals are. Uh, that will make your life easier. That's number two. Number three is sometimes in order to get your dream client or some amount of uh, paid work, you might have to do some work that is free or sometimes that's just cheap. Now, I know this is a controversial point to make because there are some who believe that no work should be free. I differ purely because I think that that free work is serving a certain purpose, right? Uh, which is to enhance your own profile. Uh, don't look at it from the point of view of, you know, this whole getting exposure nonsense. I think that is something that's completely rubbish. But what I do mean is sometimes you will have to, I think sometimes doing free or cheap work is the best shortcut for you to build up your own profile. And, um, 
you know you get an, a certain amount of credibility doing that you have something to showcase as well so what i would do honestly is think about who your dream client is going to be or who your first client should ideally kind of be and then work backwards think about what the barriers right now are uh, like what is that person not seeing in your profile right now is it a lack of relevant work or is it uh, the price is too high or or is it just that you're not reaching out to them or whatever the case may be i think you'll figure out uh, you'll figure out as you go along uh, but yeah you need to put yourself out there you need to have some profile put up somewhere now that could just be on twitter that could be on instagram that could be on linkedin behance uh, wherever the case may be for your particular field and put something out there that says that you can do this amount of freelance work basically give the guy or gal as the case may be some amount of confidence that you will be able to take this work on think about what the barriers in their minds could be before picking you up basically think through everything and uh, have a little bit of work to showcase uh, they don't need to know it's free and they don't need to know it was done cheap and yeah take it ahead from there and then once you get an existing client uh, then it actually becomes easier because you now know how to go about doing this plus a future client will say okay you've done work for other people before and then it just goes on from there your existing client is also likely to give you more work which i'm guessing what your second question was i always like do this way don't just think of a freelance job as doing that one particular project understand what the meta reasons behind that are understand what that one piece of content is a larger part or, or is a is, it's it's going to be part of something larger figure out what that is and see if you can play a role over there for example if a client has hired you again i'm just making an assumption on graphic design that you uh, that you have been hired for say a website redesign project then you almost think, oh, okay if you're doing a website redesign project is also likely that you're going to be doing one two three four five other piece of collateral so can i help out with that because there'll be a certain sense of uniformity so on and so forth right so almost make it seem like you are more than an execution partner try to pitch yourself as a strategic partner in some sense so that will help you get more work your opinion will be sorted out on a few more things that will help send some more work and clients your way hope this answer helps um, i know i went all over the place a little bit over there but i tend to do that so thanks hope this helps next question comes to us from divyanshu hi deepak i wanted to ask how does someone scale up their podcast blog or any other creative process without compromising on their quality Hey Divyanshu great question that so i'm going to keep this one short because i think a much longer and better answer has been said by my first guest on getting meta amit verma would urge you to go back and listen to that first episode he has a lot of lessons there on for budding creators what they should keep in mind etc etc but i'll give you my short answer which is also a summary of what he said two things right one make sure whatever you're doing gives you personal satisfaction and two consistency that's it these are the only two things that will help you achieve what you were asking for i know it seems like a bit of a gyan like answer but there is really no hack to this consistency really is what matters i think that's the only way to scale up and amit gives a couple of examples of people who basically became big only after like a year or so of slogging and arguably even amit is a good example and i think that's very reassuring in some sense for for creators many of the creators who we admire are in awe of today even the biggest names it's worth it to go back and listen or hear or see what their first attempts at content creation were like and they are pretty raw and that's fine because everybody evolves like i was in a, a conference recently and even ankur wariku spoke about how uh, they really broke out only after like 2 3 years of 
being acted and then the millions and all that started coming in i still remember aib's first podcast and things like that and look at where they are uh, today individually if not as a collective i think this is true of any content creator uh, i think uh, nobody unless you are already a celebrity in real life and you have that amount of captive audience to put your first episode out to which most of us aren't blessed with i think everybody starts off on zero and just builds up from there make a lot of mistakes early on uh, be authentic to yourself and just keep going at it so th- that's pretty much about it this is my short answer for the long answer and for a lot more nuance on this i would urge you to check out episode 1 of this podcast hope this helps divyanshu good luck with your podcast and blog and let me know how it goes all right let's get on to the last question for this particular episode and here it is hi chuck this is sirisha from bangalore big fan of yours i've been following you since the origin of things and you have an excellent way of articulating things and even your format keeps the audience really engaged so my question to you today is what tips would you give to a person looking to start a successful podcast Hey thanks for that. I like how question 1 and question 2 were related and now how question 3 and question 4 are sort of related. Tips to start a successful podcast. Ha. Huh. Or tips to start any content exercise really. I think um again I would refer back to the answer I gave Divyanshu for number 3. I think consistency is very important. But before even consistency issue comes up, I think it's important to have some sort of an idea on uh, what your show is going to be about, right? Uh and here's what I would say. I think it's important for you to realize that every person is unique and I don't say that from a uh, you know motivation perspective I say that because everyone's perspective is sort of different it's very likely that the space that you want to create content on is already taken because there are so many podcasts already out there and if not in a podcast form it's likely that it's already in some other form or the other but what is unique is your perspective what is unique is your take on it what is unique is your personality really on it so even if it's a topic that's been spoken about millions of times before your perspective on it is not there and it could be something that's unique and something that's different over a period of time i've realized that things that i considered faults are actually strengths if that makes sense in a weird sort of way have an idea which you are uniquely placed to create a show about it this could be because of an interest this could be because of uh, a certain life experience that you have been through it could be through a certain situation that you are in whatever whatever the case may be right or it could just be because of a inter- something that you are deeply deeply interested about right so i think that will help shape your show right others should be like oh yeah it's kind of obvious that you'd want to create a show on something like this or using or through this lens etc i think that would be i think having that idea is something that's important uh, and that's something i tell creators as well as brands that to ask how to uh, what podcast to create or what content to create uh, i think that's one and second thing is just consistency then it's just a matter of time give yourself a period of about 3 months or 6 months or something like that don't have any expectations in terms of numbers subscribers and all that listen to qualitative feedback i think that's very important and listen to what people are resonating with and make changes accordingly if you feel but apart from that is just consistency because it's again very unlikely that you're going to become big in the first 2 3 months and i'm not saying that to discourage you but because that's the nature of reality there's just so much content out there already the chance of making it extremely big right of the bat are very difficult and also because you need that much amount of time to get familiar with the show for you to iron out the creases and just to perfect your own craft in some sense so that's 
you know, pretty much about it. Again, I would urge you to go back and listen to Amit Verma's episode, uh, the first one of getting meta in this feed, uh, because I think, again, he has a lot of advice for, uh, especially for questions like yours. Keep in mind, he also came in with zero experience or even interest in podcasts and started off with a very raw format and now it's evolved to a very polished show which uh, you know frequently runs into three hours and is ranked as probably one of the best shows in India and he even runs a podcast course etc etc based off his experience so I would definitely take his advice as gospel for this hope this helps and I hope that helps everybody else who tuned into this episode thank you so much and as always please feel free to send me your questions and I will feature them on this show. Thanks once again, everyone, for sending in your questions. And I will catch you next week for another episode of Getting Meta slash Ask Meta. Have a great day.